Hello, good evening and welcome to the Villa Park podcast. It's me, Rich, and I'm back with my boys, Max and Kev, for a disappointing match reaction, one that we haven't had for a long, long time. And focusing on a defeat, lads, uh, Nottingham Forest 2, Aston Villa 0. I did my instant match reaction and I got the score lines the wrong way around. I was that I was that confused that we actually got beat, but... Um, yeah, we'll get into it. We're going to talk over the performance. We're going to talk over certain players, um, our away form, and then we're going to talk about perspective because it is important to get things into perspective. And of course, we're going to get all your comments. Um, guys, do hit that like button. Do hit that subscribe button. We are motoring on towards 2,700 subscribers on the road to 3K. But um, you guys are the ones that can help us get there. So like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and obviously get your comments in. I know there's some flying in already, but let's hear from the boys first. Uh, Kev, how are you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I am one of the ones that is um, looking at this in terms of uh, perspective, definitely. Um, you know, I'm disappointed about what could have been. But, um, yeah, you know, largely it's been um, a pretty unbelievable era under Unai. So, and watching, obviously, the uh, the game afterwards just goes to show that there's, there's no easy away games in the Premier League. Definitely not. Exactly, exactly. Max, how are you doing, mate? I know you're quite level-headed in your predict, in your kind of predictions and in terms of your reactions. So, yeah, how are you feeling after today? Yeah, uh, I'm not too bad. I don't think it was. I, I mean, I personally don't think it was as bad as it seems to have gone down on socials at the minute. But there's obviously things that went didn't go quite to plan. But I think a vote happens. I can't have. Can't have twelve in a row at home and then win every game away. There's got to be some, there's some pitfall sometime somewhere. So happens, happens to everyone. It does, it does. I think there's a few things that we'll get into, a few performances as well that we'll get into, and a couple of the same old, I guess, um, same old issues that crop up with Villa in terms of how we break teams down and how we kind of, um, you know, cope with this type of. Of, of team or tactic that comes up against us. But I do think that in some ways, um, I did say in the match preview show with Rich that you, you, you could sometimes be due this type of result. Like laws of probability will tell you that you're going to, you're going to lose a game at some point. And after such a great run, you know, winning, I think it's seven games undefeated. Um, you know, it, it, sometimes it's just not to be your day. And that's, kind of what transpired today kev yeah i'm absolutely correct mate absolutely correct it's um it's disappointing because if you looked on the balance of, of the way we've been the way they've been if we played that game 10 times we'd probably win seven or eight of them we probably would and if you look at the possession i noticed it's interesting actually because liverpool had 74 percent away at Luton, and we had 74 percent possession away at forest so it was exactly the same in terms of possession 
They certainly had a few more shots than us, 24 to our 13, but we had 13 shots to Forest's five. We had 10 corners to their zero. So from a stats perspective, if you do that game another 10 times, you're probably going to win it nine times. The reality is, is that you can't win every single game. And this is the thing for me, is you see like a, a defeat and it's like, well, we should have beat Forest. We should have beat Forest. But I tell you what, there's a lot of things that I should have done last week that I didn't do. Like, you can't kill me for it. Some try, but, you know, the point is, is that is, is where they're terrible, sorry, did we get absolutely blown away by Forest away from home? No, we didn't. They caught us early with a sucker punch where we should have closed down. Louis should have closed down. And they caught us again with a didn't get out to, to the shot. And then all of a sudden, Martinez makes, makes, makes the howler. The amount of times it just didn't drop for us in the box. And if it had done, we would have scored so many times. Cutback was wrong. Ball was just over here. It's just it's just one of those days. But we've all been there. I remember watching Wigan beat Man City in the FA Cup final once. So, you know, like anything can happen. Um, it's a funny old game, as Jimmy Greaves used to say. For those who don't know who he is, drop him a Google. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm obviously disappointed because it was getting to the top four, go third for a period of time. It's only Forest. You know, they've not been in great form this season. But, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's all, it's all going to be fine, isn't it? I mean, I'll, clearly there's a couple of worries and there's players to talk about, but I'm all right. Good, good. Well, let's get into the comments. Andrew's in the house. Good evening, lads. He says, miles off it today, outplayed, out four all over the pitch, slow on the ball, front three couldn't get into the game. Just one of those days, it happens. Next two games at home, we will bounce back up the Villa. And Paul, uh, evening from Swansea, a lifetime Villa fan and Brummy, totally humiliated by today's performance and dire quality of finishing. Um, Gary said, hi, guys. Wouldn't have beaten a Forest Gump 11 today, abysmal up top. Um, uh, Mark in the house, evening, mate. Great to have you on. Um, Gary said, those saying we played well need to give their heads a wobble. Apart from Torres, no one got more than a five today. Um, Rub in the house. Good evening, mate. Um, Moly Boy said, good evening, guys. Such a poor performance today. I think we turned up thinking we would walk all over them and they wanted it more than us. If we had just closed down both shots, it's a different game. Um, CC says, hey, therapy group. <laughs> yeah, it's always good to get that. Always good to talk it over. Um Think we were a bit too confident today, says Gary, expecting Forrest to roll over. Um, Michael's in the house, even an all bad day at the office. Um, and he doesn't think for Villa gave Forrest the right respect needed, despite having control of the ball for most parts. We had no intensity. We resorted to hopeful shots and did not work the keeper. Um, CC has said, I, I had a feeling we might hit a wall. Everyone was just off the pace today. When our lack of intensity drops, it generally affects us across the team. Um, Adamski in the house. I'm fuming. This is why we don't get information and taken seriously as top four because we don't win games like these when we have the opportunity. Um, <clears throat> Gary said he's not having the Zaniolo criticism today. We'll get into that. Um, he was having a go, and yes, he was dispossessed a few times, but he was 100% better than Bailey today. Kev, discuss. Let's well, we'll talk that because I disagree, but there we I go. Thought, I thought it was running the podcast, then. He was just came, came straight to me. I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Oh, we will good. talk it. We will talk. Yeah. Uh, it's a lesson. We all know we are a work in progress, and you learn more from losing than winning. It's a good shot in the arm for our Euro game in the next home get matches. Um, Rub said, I think we're missing that little bit of fighting spirit and winning attitude, thinking it would be easily slight excess of confidence. Um, and Jam Jack's actually uh, uh, lives in Swansea as well, lifelong Villa fan. So um, yeah, maybe you could meet up with uh, meet up with Paul. That'd be good. Um, connecting fans all over. You see, that's what the Villa Park <laughs> podcast does. Um, 
you, you touched on it, Kev, with regards to the uh, early early setback, and I guess that was probably a sign of things. It was certainly a sign of things to come in the sense of just that little bit of lack of intensity, just that little bit lack of I, I don't know, like fight. And we talked about it in in, in the in the preview with if a one knee plays, they're a different side. Up front, he's a target man. He's quick. He's strong. He's fast. And then you've got Alanga and Morgan Gibbs White um, either side. And you know, similar to like a Wolves attack, they can hurt you. You know, yeah. and that that's essentially what they did. I think all Premier League teams. You saw the trouble that Carl Morris caused Liverpool today. You know, all Premier League teams have got have got potent weapons. You know, some a bit less potent, but even Cameron Archer's shown a few signs of life. You know, at, at Sheffield United, obviously having been yeah. doing great. So, um, look, if you're not on it in the Premier League, you'll get found out no matter who you are, no matter who you are, you know, every team. And all you need is a day where Forrest are a bit more on it. Home fans are up for it. They get an early goal. Already the percentage chances, you know, that that, that winometer is going right down, isn't it? Because they've scored early. We're not very good. It was, was it like one in 57, 58 times you've come from behind at, at half time in a game or come from one or down, whatever it was? So 54, I think it was. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it'll be a few more soon. Um, yeah. You know the writers on the wall, but it does feel like when we started the game that we, we just weren't at it. I mean, I mean, you could blame Louise, but it's not the only one. But I just, just felt like we got caught a bit cold and then it is an uphill battle, uphill battle from there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Max, um, it, it, it's that age-old story. You know, you, you, I think you start a little bit slow. You get caught on the back foot, like Kev says. But also, we... We seem to be trying to this this kind of coaxing teams out, where Forest were happy to just sit in, happy to happy to let us have the ball there, and then kind of let us go forward. And 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 they knew they had the pace to to counteract us or the presence up front to counteract us. And yeah, it just didn't seem quite right because then we were playing that high line and trying to press, but then we weren't <laughs> pressing fast enough. In, in the areas in front of the defenders? Well, I think it was, they literally, the, the game plan they came to play was, they played it to, like in terms of they got the early goal in both halves and then that was then done. They didn't have to, they didn't necessarily have to worry because as we said, we didn't really create very much in terms of clear-cut chances during the game because they could just sit back and defend the, defend the 1-0 for the first half and then the 2-0 in the second. So they literally... They, I think if Steve Cooper could have sat there and written what he wanted to happen, it would have been what happened because they scored straight off and then could just sit. And then their defence, I mean, I've, I mean, as bad as people are saying we were, their their defence was like just perfect, I think. Like, yeah, like, full credit to Forrest. Like, like, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say a bad word about how any of, anyone on their team played, especially in defence. Like, And I don't really know very much about Murillo, to be honest. He seems to be new from somewhere. And then that near Carte, don't know. <laughs> I remember he was totally Villa Park, Park last year. Bang. I remember thinking he yeah. was dreadful. And then yeah. he's come out and man of the match performance and was literally in the way of everything, clearing everything, dribbling out defence. He was just everywhere. So I think as much as we we were bad, I think they just they just managed to counter. They just got what they want in the end. It just two two good goals. I mean that that was. I mean I don't I don't really remember them having effort like any more attempts really other than two long range goals that I've just got in. I mean the first goal of the world is I mean and then the second one starts looking you kind of get what 
you get what comes out of that at the end. So as Kev said, and like eight out of ten games, we probably win. Probably win. Then another day, those shots go wide or skied, or Martinez saves them, and then it's a different game. So I'm not reading too much into it personally. I don't think it was as bad as some people may have made it out to be personally. No, I think it was better in the second half. Uh, obviously, the first half we just huffed and puffed. We we tried to play. I felt like Kev. We tried to play as if we were a top five team, and as if we were like, "Oh, don't worry about. It. We've gone one nil down. Let's just relax. Let's just we'll get back into it. Our pressure will tell. Our possession will tell." And it's almost like we were just waiting for someone within the team to step up, and nobody actually did. Yeah, well, wait, wait, waiting for a magic moment, weren't we? You know, yeah, one of the, yeah. one of those Steven Gerrard's magic moments. Um, um, look, I think the fact that we are where we are now as a club, and we still go up to an away game at a place which you know we've all seen their record. I think you know they beat Arsenal at home. You know, not that long ago, they they've won obviously they've won and drawn. They've not had many bad results at, at home, so it's a difficult place to go. Um, they they've got their main front man back. Uh, as we talked about, they're quite a, quite a potent attack, and they score an early goal. It's going to be hard. We still had basically three quarters of the possession. That is a really good sign. It just it just is. It just today we didn't do a fat lot with it, and that is that that is the problem. I do think though that, and I love the fact we're playing like a top five side, and therefore because you know we, Emery believes in the system he's got, and I'm not don't want to criticise uh, Mister at all, but. I, I think back to those days last season when we beat Chelsea away and when we beat, particularly when we beat Spurs away. And even though I think we had more shots than Spurs in that game, it felt like a much more workmanlike performance. We dug in, we were sturdy, we were solid, we were difficult to break down. And we took the chances when they came and then we grew into the game more. Probably similar to the Everton game, we went to the Everton away game where, again, we got two goals in the second half against... Um, against Spurs, two goals in the second half against Everton. And it, it just felt like we controlled the game better. Whereas now it's almost like we're just going to keep doing our passing, keep doing our passing, we'll eventually create a chance. And it will work most of the time, but it was, it was if we're really honest about it, Max, you said they didn't cause as many trouble, much trouble they didn't in terms of clear-cut chances, maybe a couple here and there. But how many times were we literally grimacing at that high yeah, line? Yeah, yeah. Oh and, my and God, like, win again. Yeah. And the squeaky bum moments when they you know, Alanga was going through, or it yeah. just seemed to me like every time that they cleared it, a one year would lay it off, and then they'd be on on the attack. When we we would be like pass and then pass and then into the forward man and then out and then pass and then pass and then pass and pass and pass and pass and, pass and it's like, come on, just do something. Yeah. It is a bit slow sometimes. Some of the even some of the passing, which I remember we, we spoke about, it's even pre-Emery era. Like, you know, you've got a square pass on, but you play it behind the player. And then you've just lost another two, three seconds of, like, you know, intensity and in pressing it forward. So, look, there's good signs there in terms of having the ball more and, you know, a couple of better touches in the box, a couple of better finishes, being able to get the ball under the bar rather than over the bar, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I also think as well, I think both of their goals, um, the second, obviously the second goal is a clear error. But do you remember that Martinez of like that West Ham game a few seasons back where anything 20 yards out seemed to just go in the corner slowly? It was a good finish for the first goal. Give oh, him it was credit. a cracking finish. I've got to give him credit. He yeah. didn't bang. He didn't put his laces through. Nah. It's a hard side foot from the edge of the box. I'd like to think a goalie that's the best goalie in the world 
might get a bit closer to that. Is that is that harsh? Is that is that unfair for a side foot from the edge of the yeah, box? I think it was lovely placement, and he just caught it true. But he knows where um, it's truly knows where it's likely to yeah, go. But it's, I don't it, know. It's, you can certainly uh, certainly blame him for the for the second goal. Let's 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 talk second goal. Um, obviously makes changes at half time. We're going to get onto a couple of players, but makes changes at half time. Um, and um, and yeah, we 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 all best laid plans. Whatever Emery said at half time, I'll get you in on this, Sam. Whatever Emery said at half time, um, just. Game plan completely out of the window. Um, welcome to the show, by the way, Sam. How are you doing? And yeah, talk us through them the moment of the second goal because head in hands, game over. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I, mean, yeah. I can only, I can only imagine what Kevin was saying just before that. Uh, before I came on, that that uh, maybe Martinez could have done better for the first goal. Definitely could have done better for the second goal. I mean. I think it's 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 the second time in as many weeks he's done a, I would call it an extravagant or unnecessary dive and cost us a goal. He he did it against Luton when Conte had the ball, and I asked at the time, I was like, did anyone find did. that a, a bit yeah. weird that he that he dove for that like that quite theatrically, and he's he's he did it again today, and it was just it was awful. And the thing I've always liked about Martinez is that he's very he, he's a very old school goalkeeper he likes to come and catch the ball he, he doesn't mess around with any of these flimsy punches he's not you know a massive chance taker in terms of like coif turns on the ball to get away from defense. he's just solid he's a great shot stopper and he's and he's solid when the ball comes in i don't know what he was thinking about i, don't, I just don't i don't get it I, there's no rationale behind it it was a stupid mistake and it was a goal that ultimately if if forest weren't already just sat back with 11 men behind the ball they definitely were going to be after that, and, and it, it, it proved it proved to be the case. Was it eighty percent possession in the second half, or because we we gifted them? And I don't I don't even know what I don't get it. I, if anyone can explain that to me, is it another own goal? By the way, was that an own goal? Mm, I don't think so. Well, they should give it to him just for sure. <laughs> I mean, Kev, Max, any comments on Martinez? Like. I'm not. I'm not going to give my opinion because it sounds. It seems like I've got the wrong opinion. Go on, you think go on. Go on. Well, I did. I didn't think. He, I mean, I did. I just didn't think it was. A, it was getting slagged off on Sky, and so I just didn't think it was really a mistake, personally. But obviously, that's not going to go down well in here. If you can justify no, it, it'll yeah. go down fine. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it. I, I would like to see it from behind because there was no like because it seemed to me like it, well, I, I don't, there was no, didn't seem to be a deflection on it, but he kind of just, he dies for it. And then next thing you know, it's kind of, he's almost past it. But I, I don't know. It just it just seemed to me like he had, to, like obviously he's got a hand to it and it's just where it's hit, hit his hand, it's kind of just bounced the wrong way because it, it, it hits the other side of his arm and it bounces away from goal. For, just... for me, I think he goes, he goes with the wrong hand. Mm. Goal, goalkeepers, if they dive in that way, they, they should really dive to dive into the right, it should be the right hand. They shouldn't need to necessarily bring that hand, particularly where it was as well. I don't think he needed to do that. Um, could he have used two hands for it? And he, yeah, he could have potentially he, used two hands. So it wasn't that far. Yeah, yeah. He's got, he got a really down. strong arm on it. You could probably get, yeah. It was a goalkeeper mistake. He would be, I mean, you could tell by his face, like he, he yeah. would be very disappointed in, in the way that that goal went in. Um, and I don't, like say the first goal, lovely placement. The sec second one was uh, kind of a hopeful hit, and 
Yeah. I don't know. Nine times out of ten, he just catches that. Yeah. He didn't move his feet well enough. Like it's, it's, in it's my not opinion. a Martinez. It's not a Martinez save. It's I don't know if you know the um, Yashin trophy and just that's kind of like maybe maybe it went to his head and he was feeling himself for a little bit. But um, if last week didn't bring him back down to earth, and then hopefully this will because you need look keepers are going to make mistakes. Um, obviously, Forrester playing a, a different goalkeeper in goal because of Matt Turner's shambles last week against Liverpool. Like you, you can't. Was it Liverpool they played? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so you know, look, it can happen. I think it was just one of those things. Everything that could have gone wrong did pretty but, much. But, but but this is perfect example of off day because Martinez never has an off day anymore. He's been incredible. You have a day today where Martinez has an off day. Cash has an off day. You know, Watkins, DRB, Zaniolo, you know, you can name quite a few that had off days. Maybe only, you know, really... We're getting to it. We're getting yeah. to it, Kev. This, so is, about everyone has Martinez. <laughs> this is about Martinez. He yeah. was poor. He everyone was has poor. an off day. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. the team score at the start of both halves, you're going to struggle to win a game. Oh, That's absolutely. For the record, I, I, I don't think he did very well for the first goal either. Although I would argue that although he didn't touch the ball... I will never one be able year. to say his name for the life. Was it a one year? Yeah, he was offside for me as well. He, he was mean. offside. Mm-hmm. He, he was. He was right because like, because the thing is, all he has to do is stick out a leg, and it's going in the opposite direction. So Martin, you know, uh, uh, Richie was saying when I just jumped on, he was like, "Oh, well, it's obvious where the ball's going to go." Yeah, but if a one year's not there, he doesn't have to consider the other side of the coal. Mm. So if, I, you, if you watch it, Martinez's dive is delayed as well. It wasn't picked up on. No one seemed to mention it on Sky. But if you watch it again properly, Martinez kind of staggered, staggered dive almost. If I thought he was offside at the time. But. That was given offside against us, so I would have been annoyed. Yeah, well, sense. obviously Zaniolo with, 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 with Brighton when when um, mm. you know Watkins scored. We could, you know we can't have it. We can't have it both ways. Let me just get into some comments. Uh, Michael said it was just a bad day. Hopefully this will give us a kick. Andrew said, "Come on, lads, put some respect to Martinez." FFS. We I mean, know what that means. How many points has he saved us the past three seasons? That's Absolutely. fine. That's fine, but it doesn't mask a mistake. It doesn't mask a mistake. <laughs> no, like, we're not, on. no, we're not, no one's saying put, yeah. put him on transfer window, put no. him on transfer list. We're just saying he's had a bad day at the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sell sure him, Martinez. I'm sell sure him now. Nice. He'll be back. I'm sure he'll be back. Mark Olsen, said, um, I want Olsen in the next game. Yeah, that was awful from Emmy. It was a dreadful piece of goalkeeper, says Mark. Uh, sure, it wasn't Olsen in a Martinez mask. It was Halloween, says Gary. Uh, Steve, 24-7 for the first goal. The Villa players blocked his view. Um, look, what you've got to ask yourself is, would Emmy Martinez be disappointed himself with any of those? And he probably he would probably be disappointed with both. Um, Lee says, Martinez saves us far more points than he costs us. Of course. Of course. That's not what we're, that's I, not I what think we're disputing. Just for the first goal, I'm sure you've already said this, but I, I feel like the real problem was with Dougie. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He didn't chase it. Yeah. He, 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 and the thing is, it's the exact same for the second goal as well. Because that shot, when that shot gets off, no one's really closing down or trying to block the ball. So it's it yeah. seems to be a problem letting them have the ball on the edge. Yeah. Also, with that with that second goal, obviously, yeah, Louise should be closing down. We've said that right from the start. Poor start, sluggish start, not on the front foot. You get punished, right? Second goal, I think it was Cash gets caught on the hop. Um, and then it deflects, rolls up, uh, flies up in the air, then spins. And then I think Ezri Conzer misses it in the air as well. So there's a couple of things that happen. And look, every goal that is scored, somebody has made a mistake somewhere along the line. 
It just happens when it's a goalkeeper. When you make a mistake, it goes in. I mustn't, mustn't. My little lad's a goalkeeper. I tell him all the time. Nobody's going to remember the 10 saves that you made. They're only going to remember the mistake that you make when you let a goal in. That's just yep. the life of a goalkeeper. So he's going to have to, he's got to take it, take it and move on. Even um, worse when you've only had three shots against you. The whole yeah, time. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Mark says, Emmy's position for the first goal is okay. It's hit hard and low through two or three plays. It's not offside either. Sorry, Sam. The player is far enough away to not be interfering. Um, uh, okay, cool. So we've covered the goals. Let's talk Villa performances, huffing and puffing in, in a lot of cases. And we've, we've, you've mentioned a couple of players, Kev, already. Let's talk Nicolas Zaniolo. Um, for me... For me, I'm not having him at the minute. I'm just not having him. Doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't doesn't keeps hold of the ball for too long. Doesn't pa- pass it when he needs to. Doesn't take anyone on. Doesn't shoot quick enough when he needs to. And he's been taken off at half time in both games. Uh, sorry, two of the last games. I, I'm I'm not having him. Yeah, that's me, is it? Yeah. 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 Um, I can't really argue with that, mate. Um. I feel like with him, like I felt like with with Ross Barkley towards his end of time with us and with Coutinho towards the end of time with us, I feel like there's a really good player in there. Um, why he didn't hit that one first time that came to him? Like, he put just put his laces through it or so, do a hard side foot like you've just seen uh, earlier on and you do. But that touch, it summed him up perfectly. The touch was off, took him too wide and then he couldn't get his shot away properly. He's doing some good stuff. He's using his physicality at times, but he's... At the moment, he's almost become the player that Bailey was, i.e. from a frustration perspective. And then Bailey doesn't do much when he comes on second half. So you've basically got a player in that position who's not, not doing a fat lot. I think he needs taking out the firing line. And I do think that's on Emery. I think the, if he's, he's subbed him a couple of times early recently, and Bailey's done well when he's come on, I think Bailey deserves a start today. But I do think we're also desperate to have Jacob Ramsey back to give us another option in, in one of those wide areas. Mm. Yeah, Maybe Sam, when Daniela comes on with 20 minutes to go, you know, rather than such pressure. Yeah, yes. I mean, I'm not saying there's I'm not saying there's not a good player in there, but I'm just saying that we keep he's had 14 games. He hasn't he hasn't had an assist. He hasn't scored. Hmm. Like I know Sam, you, you like you know, you've you've liked a lot of the stuff about him, but yeah, when I, are we gonna I, see him? I, I still I still kind of disagree with you, if I'm being honest. I think the first, the first half, we, we were poor in general. I don't think we were very good in the first half. But I don't think it's a coincidence that every chance fell to Zaniolo. Um, he, he, his like attacking awareness in terms of getting into good positions is really up there. He was the only one out of Watkins, Diaby, and Zaniolo, those front three, who was actually finding space, managing to lose their marker. And and I think there's a lot of positives about his play. Um, obviously, look, his his final pass was off. His finishing was off. True of everyone. I don't think anyone was. There was a time when he ran back and he was against Aina and then he tried to, like, he got in front of him and then tried to go down as if it was a foul. And then the guy went through and, like, was going to cross it in. I think, yeah, but I, I, yeah, but I feel like we're, we're kind of doing that. We're, we're sniffing out a new scapegoat, if I'm being honest. For me, I, I think Zemmler Good. Good. Been... He's crap. No, I, I disagree. I think I think look, Martinez, do a double deal. Martinez and Zaniolo can both go. You, you can't you can't argue with the fact that he doesn't have an assist in the goal. And hey, I'm not one to 
start criticizing people who are talking about numbers and effectiveness in games. I mean, that's, you know, but at the same time, I think he's been really unlucky. I think he's hit the crossbar a bunch of times. He's been the pass before the assist quite a lot of times. I think he does, even if it's two or three game, things in a game that, that kind of go unrecognized, but that are integral to goals. Um, I feel like I feel like the fact that he was the only one who was really getting any opportunities in the first half highlighted the fact he was missing there. And I was like, oh, Zenio was crap. But I didn't see Watkins such a ball in the first half in terms of an attacking sense. He held up the balls a couple. But I never saw him lose his marker. I never saw him. I think there was one where he got on his left foot the same as he did against... Who was it he scored that West that left foot where right. he did the... Brian. Oh, West Ham, West Ham. So West Ham. West Ham, yeah. Sorry, West yeah. Ham where he did the step over and, you know, beautiful left shot. He was like in that exact same position today and it was sort of like very tame right at the goalkeeper. But I think no one's no one's going to come out and criticise Diaby. He did the exact same thing. Just How wait. Just I'm, wait. No, no, but I'm talking Just about... I'm talking about We're getting to it. We're getting to it. I'm talking about public consensus. I'm talking about I go yeah. on Twitter and all I see is Zaniolo, Zaniolo. And everyone yeah. will shit today. I, I think pulling him at half-time... Um, for Bailey is probably what I was calling for because he was missing the chances. But then when Bailey came on and we kind of stopped getting the chances, I was like, well, you know, maybe maybe there was a place for both of them in the team. I think you're right. We miss, I think we miss Buendia. We miss um, Jacob Ramsey. We miss an alternative. And I think, I don't think Zaniola was a source of our issues today. I'm sure we'll come on to it. But I feel like, you know, if you look at someone like Kamara today, he didn't pass the ball forward once lost the ball three, four times, you know, slow, slow, slow build up, just held on to the ball for far too long. And no one's going to come out and criticise Kamara. So I feel like, I know he doesn't have the the uh, money in the bank that Kamara has from his fantastic performances for Villa since he's been a Villa player. But I still think if you look at it objectively on just performances, I, I don't think they've been that bad. Fair defence, fair defence. Let's get into the comments. There's loads of Loads of comments about him. Um, Lee, Lee Johnson says, Zaniolo hasn't shown enough, but he has something. Adamski says, Rich, we need someone like Zaniolo, but better. Uh, CC says, I agree about Zaniolo. His energy has been getting less and less every time he plays. Definitely a player in there. Maybe Ramsey coming back is having an effect. Um, Michael says, I don't want to go in on anyone, but he needs to be aware of players around him. He has ability, but he's off. Uh, Mark says Nico has flashes, but it's not consistent and he has zero goal contributions. When you consider the number of goals we have scored, you would expect more. There is a player there, though. Um, Spengden says at this rate, Villa will be waiting until next season for a goal contribution from Zaniolo. Uh, Gary says Zaniolo is trying too hard for me. I stick by him for now. Um, Zaniolo lacks confidence and wants to prove himself too much. He would benefit from coming off the bench, says Rub. Um what else have we got? Uh, Ugin says, Emery was worried about Jinx and the luck that we've had from start the, starting the same 11 week in, week out. Now that we've lost, I think Emery will be more comfortable starting the form players. That's um, no way that's true, by the way. <laughs> Superstition comes into anything that Emery does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gaza said, front two are off it today. Um uh, I'll come to a few more comments because they're around around the perspective um, of front three. Even says Gaza. Um, let's talk about someone else in the front uh, front three because uh, obviously we've we've Daniolo and we've talked Watkins quite a few times. But um, away games, and look, he's been fantastic, right? I'm not I'm not not nowhere near criticising, but 
Um, Musa Diaby was a little bit off today, Max. I don't know. Like Sam said it there, you know, didn't we, we, we've criticised Zaniolo, but I, for the first 65, 70 minutes, I, I didn't really see Diaby having any touches. He had a few shots towards the end of the game, but very, very quiet and mm. been quiet in a few away games in particular. In fairness, it kind of harks back to what Sam was saying about Kamara and then Louise kind of side to side and backwards and stuff like that. Because I don't think any of the front three at many points, Bailey had a bit towards the end down the right-hand side, but I just don't think the front the front line got little to no service at all throughout the game. I think uh, like Digne was probably one of our better players, but at the same time was sticking crosses into the into the stand that every like a lot of the time or over hitting crosses or placing them in the in the wrong place and stuff like that. I think it was I think a lot of the time it was about like the service. There was just the, the one thing that frustrated me with Diaby he's done it quite a bit but not to the point where it's mattered in terms of looking for a pass sometimes when maybe shooting could be a better option. Like the one he was like on the edge he's like kind of just inside the box and he looks like he's gonna curl one on his left foot and then tries to pass it through a tiny little gap for Watkins and then it's cleared when he's probably in a better position to shoot. I just think it, there was a lack of genuine service for most of the game and it meant that there was little to go on. I just think, I think, I just think, I don't think anyone was particularly bad. That's my thing. It's like, I don't think they had enough of a sniff to actually show anything off, if that makes sense. It was a bit of a weird game overall for me. Mm, I, I, take, I take it, but Kev, we've, Players like of the likes of Zaniolo, Diaby, Watkins, Bailey, they've got to. You've got to almost create something. Like I didn't see any. I didn't really see any what we call third man runs. I didn't see Watkins coming deep and then a couple of players running in behind him. I didn't see any. You know, Watkins dragging Diakate out wide. It was obviously uh, Diakate. Sorry, out wide. It was obviously man marking him. I didn't see. I didn't see Diaby dropping into the space and then getting it on the half turn and running with it. I didn't see any of that. I just saw safe passes. Yeah, I, I do think someone's also where you need a bit of a plan B. You know, it would have been useful for us to bring on Keenan Davis to stick him up top. No jokes, but like, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> that was always our plan B, Rich. Two Keenan years Davis. ago, yeah. Um, but we talk about days where you want another striker around the squad. I know Duran's injured apparently at the moment, but... Where you want other options, don't you? I mean, look, look at today. I mean, we can make the argument that we didn't. You, players weren't weren't making the chances, weren't running into channels, weren't doing stuff. I didn't see a huge amount from Mo Salah, Darwin, who I put in my bloody fantasy league team, and he, he should have scored about three or four. But Darwin Nunes, Jota, McAllister, Sabotsla. I didn't see a huge amount from those guys. They bring on Luis Diaz. They get an equaliser. They get someone out of the game. But and Luton are a newly promoted team. Forest are an established Premier League team in terms of comparison. But there was the same level of frustrations about we should be doing more, we should be doing more. I think it's a combination of how well they defended, but also how poor I think we were in all aspects. I thought we were poor, too slow in midfield, too slow getting the ball forward, not effective with it. Long the 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 the, the balls into the box weren't good enough. Dinho probably was one of our better players, and yet he still frustrated me because it was a couple like of times. So many great positions, great positions, and yeah, yeah uh, Diaby wasn't the races. Um, I thought Bailey was probably better than better than than you know maybe Zaniolo was in the first half, but still didn't do a fat lot. No, I thought he was better. He was more effective. He tried more stuff, but it, it, yeah, it, you're gonna, aren't you? And you got to throw a bit of caution to the wind as well. We, we we struggle against that, you know, deep 
deep block, don't we? We struggle against it. Although we did have a few times when we broke the lines, we passed in. And a couple of times, a slightly better touch. We would have been in. There was one, I think, where I think it might have been Dean, yeah? Took it, one where Diaby got one, and then like they put it over. And there was a few times where you see that happens. And let's be clear, if we don't concede two stupid goals, then we're probably, they're probably digging in for a nil-nil at 60, 70 minutes, and the pressure might... It was like watching the, the most our game, wasn't it? It was. It was very much, very much like that, you know. Except yeah, that they were, they, were, they were doing it up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they, they, they'd actually done something. Um, uh, Ugent said, when Bailey came on, Diaby looked better. He was invisible in the first half. Um, Adamski said, if Emery starts Diaby away, he needs to start Bailey too. Diaby new to the league and country might be something to consider. Um, CC has said, good point by Max. The last few games, we haven't been feeding the front lads in the same way. He sometimes overcomplicates his passes sometimes, but he's a young lad and still learning. Um, Mark says, Bailey definitely draws more players to him and frees up others. Not to liken the two in terms of quality, but that reminds me of Jack when he was doubled up on by defenders. Um, Rub says, Diaby is a playmaker for us. He did try a few through passes that didn't work today. I don't think he was so bad today not more than any other player aligned with the team level today. Um, mm. Yeah, I guess that's where you're looking for some someone like that to grab the game. And it goes back to my first point, like no one really grabbed the game. It was almost just like we let it pass us by um, without, you know, someone really, really stepping up. Um, Sam, anyone else that you that you wanted to sort of focus Same on is slightly slag disappointed? <laughs> not slag off. They were all shit, Rich. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think... I mean, I think my biggest concern today was for the first time in a long time watching Villa, I was frustrated by the way we were playing. I just, it was just so slow and backwards and we'd get the ball after, you know, after they'd come on the counter and instead of playing the ball quickly with these brilliant passes that we've seen in recent weeks, um, you know, it's just slow. Let them hold the ball until they all get back behind behind the ball. 11 men in their own half. I think at one point in the second half, we had all four of our defenders in their half of the pitch. And we're so high up. And you've got 22 men or 20, 21 one men in one half. And I just don't feel like we have that, that capability to, to break down such such a low block and we, we struggled against uh, Zrinski. Uh, I mentioned it in our group chat earlier. They sat back for the whole game with 11 and we managed to nick a goal in the last minute with John McGinn. And we were lucky. They had zero attacking threat. So the mission for the game was score a goal. Mm. Um, and when you do that in the Premier League, and, and my theory is that teams are going to watch how Newcastle and uh, Nottingham Forest have played against us and just say, well, just give them the ball. Just let Villa have the ball, sit back deep. They play such a high line that if you've got pace like Elanga and Owanyi in in your team, you'll be fine. And I just think this ponderous, almost fear of losing the ball, like no one wants to be the one to pass the ball and lose it in an Emery system. And I remember saying this when sort of Emery first came in and since obviously seeing his team at work, you just kind of say, look, well, whatever I thought I knew about football, I'm going to forget it. And I'm going to relearn football through watching Emery Ball. And now I'm just like, I just, I wish they would play a bit quicker sometimes. I think we create a problem ourselves. And 
And I, the one player I would highlight as actually being really good today, apart from Dinia, because I thought that criticism was was quite harsh because he he found someone's head in the box multiple times on multiple occasions. And, you know, we talk about having another striker in the squad, maybe someone who could score a header or even get the first contact on the corner might be useful. Yeah, we had um, 10 corners today. I mean... Oh, it's shocking every single one of them. But <laughs> the ball goes in into a perfect position and it's either headed to Rosed because no one's tall enough to get over the ball or we don't touch it at all. Yeah. And, it, and this is why I think... Um, this is why I've, I've been calling for a different type of striker. You know, maybe I, when I talk about Cameron Archer, obviously he's not going to be better in the air than Watkins, but maybe offer something different in terms of shooting from distance or whatever he does. But I think Pau Torres is really good today. Um, his his range of passing is just so brilliant. For a centre-back, he can easily play in midfield. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You, you keep the faith with Emery Ball. I just I feel like we're too slow today and and... I think that kind of fed into Diaby's issue. You know, he's got so much pace and he's not able to use it. How is he supposed to run onto the ball or run behind anyone where he's got the ball to feed and his first instruction is to go back to Matty Cash and then back to and then back to Cash. And then, it was it was it was a hard watch. Is all it, I'd was, say. it was it was it was. Um, slight encouraging signs though, Kev. Um, I thought Yuri Tielemans looked pretty looked really sharp when he came on, and I thought there was some really incisive passes. <clears throat> from him and that was that was quite encouraging yeah I thought Tim said okay I mean I, I obviously on our chats suggested maybe him at half time because I think he's been obviously confidence been a bit up lately so you know maybe it's time for him to him to get a start um I'm, I imagine he probably will start in the next game being as though he's, he's rotated a little bit for Europe but it, it wasn't look let's be clear for all of these players when we're not rotating loads and not making you know it's a lot of the same players playing each week there is always going to be a chance that one week a Louise, a Kamara, a Cash, a Watkins are going to be off. It just, it all happened on the same day today, didn't it? You know, I'm not even forgotten about that Watkins miss. But away, that was a great play. It was McGinn who put it in, wasn't it? It was a great play. The ball was kind of held up. He played it wide. Then it was that he made the run. If it had gone in, it would have been a super goal. And would that have been, a, would that have been 2-1? Or it would have been 2-1, wouldn't it, at that Two, point? Yeah. And then it would have been like, I don't know, half an hour left and it would have been game on. Yeah. And I, th- I think if we'd got a goal, even at 2-0, I felt with 15 minutes to go, we get a goal. Well, this is Me on. too. I always felt with 10. I mean, I think Diaby had the one where he curled it. with like He used <laughs> the players to curl it and the keeper went down and saved it. There Sam's was... chuckling. Sam's chuckling, right? But yeah. it's I know like, we weren't going to score if we'd have played until like Valentine's no, Day. No. no, you could tell from 20 minutes in, 20 minutes into the game, I remember texting in the group and I was like, lads, it's not happening today. You yeah, but just... Liverpool fans were saying the same thing. I bet, yeah. I, bet were, I bet they were saying the same. Not our look, day. Look at, who, look at who they're bringing off the off the bench here. They've got Luis Diaz coming off the bench. They've got all these all this talent. They've yeah, won the, yeah. the Champions League in recent years. We, you know, we've been championships, so I think we've got to realise that that's yeah. pretty well where we are. Well, no, no, no. You... I, I yeah. get that. I, I, just, I, I just think... The fact that you guys, our, our record, I, I don't know what it was. It was something like four points we've made up of 170 possible points or something like that from going behind is yeah, our record. It, we're terrible. Our, our record, terrible. once we go behind, is dismal. And it's not only that it's dismal in terms of winning the game. We very rarely like hit back and score a goal because but, it's so easy to, once you've got a goal against Villa, to sit back and just sit so low that you're getting block shots and... Five, six block shots they had. Corners, a lot of teams are taller than us, a particularly tall team. So whipping it into the box isn't always the best thing. I just, 
I was watching that game from the first half and I was just thinking in my mind, I was like, I don't see where we score. I don't see where the threat is. And that's why I put in the group, I hope Watkins can get a goal and bring us back into this game because that's what we needed. We needed someone to like lead us and do something spectacular and just change the momentum and the mentality of the game because it was so, you know, there was even on TV, there was like images of Douglas Louise having to pop at a few players for not playing the ball. It started to get a bit, there was a bit of unrest and maybe that's where McGinn needs to step in and say to the boys on the pitch, listen, calm down. I'm, he's a captain, calm down, pick your heads up, stop shouting at each other, go again, keep going, bit more energy, bit more energy, bit play, bit quicker. Mm, I, yeah, I, I, I never saw a goal coming today. I was just going to say, to Emery's credit, like we haven't gone behind in many games in his tenure, really. You've got to take this game out of isolation and, and, and any of, the, any of the, yeah. the criticism that you give is, is solely on this game. Like, look, we're fifth in the league, we're having a fantastic season. Yeah. I think the reason that this game for me, I was so disappointed because it was such a massive opportunity. I mean, look at the results that have gone our way this week. Yeah. If you look above us in the table, Liverpool have drawn, um, Arsenal lost, you know, Newcastle are catching up because they've, they've obviously got that that win, another three points. This was such a massive opportunity. Spurs to are going to lose tomorrow night. Brighton but, drew. Brighton drew. Uh, I mean, it was just, it was such a, it was such a perfect opportunity to like, cement us putting our name in the hat and I don't I'm not really fussed about the performance look it was a bad day at the office it was it was she my, in my mind I'm like what's that gonna cost us well you know and that's the only thing I'm thinking and not to be doom and gloom but it was I'm just the, the only emotion that I have from this game is disappointment I wish we could have taken that chance today because it it would have put us in such a better position against a team we really should have beat yeah yeah I think you've summed it up pretty well there mate um Let's let's just round off though, lads. Um, we don't want to be like I said. I think Sammy said there it was it's so the criticism of the performance is solely down to this game. But I know Kev, you wanted to kind of touch on and let's bring a bit of positivity back perspective. And I think Emery was keen to um, keen to emphasise this. You know, uh, we've had a cracking start. Eleven games in, twenty-two points, two points per game. It's still, you know, Fulham to come on Sunday at home. It's still a, it's still a hell of a, hell of a start. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and particularly considering the start we had, um, he, Emery will also, you know, let's be clear, he's only been with us a year, so the mm-hmm. amount of problems that he has solved, I mean, he has solved ninety-three out of hundred problems, hasn't he? Really, like you know, this there's a few little ones kicking around. I do think we'll strengthen again in January. I think we will. I think we'll move a couple of players out. I think we'll get some of the things we didn't get in the summer. Um, I certainly didn't think with the injuries to Mings, Buendia, Ramsey, um, obviously, and Alex Moreno, and then losing so heavily at, at Newcastle that we'd be anywhere near where we are now. And, and look, like we said, it wasn't, like I said earlier, it wasn't like we got battered by, by Forrest. They had a good game plan. It was effective. They got the goals early in the halves and everyone had an off day. I think it, I think it will give us the, the kick that we need. We seem to have responded well from kicks this season pretty well. You know, the Liverpool game, look what happened after that. We First time we've lost since then in the league. And it's only been, I think, the Wolves game we've not taken maximum points from. So we've, we've been in really, really good form and I do expect to see a reaction. And it might just be that it is a Bailey and a Tillemans at start. I felt also, I've touched on this point obviously slightly earlier on this pod, but we might have to look at the tactics for away games and what what, what we're going to do. Maybe he needs to be a bit, a bit cute, a bit more clever. 
I think a game's away from home when you need more physicality might be a game for a Diego Carlos. It might be a game for even maybe it's, maybe a, a Dan Donka. I'm not saying he's been brilliant for us, but just a bit more physicality. Max was smiling there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, come to you, Max. Like, does he? Do you think? I guess it's very, very difficult to change a winning team, right? But do you think that Emery might look back and think, do you know what? Maybe a Carlos today, uh, maybe a three at the back, something like that to switch it up a bit. Maybe would have been a a, a slight, a, a, you know, something different for for maybe Forest to contend with. Well, when you, well, I think for today, moving forward, it probably will be. I think it would have been weird if I think it would have been a dodgy one for it all of a sudden just to be a different team given where we've been and where how we've been and stuff like that. So, yeah, moving forward, yeah, that, I think it could be an idea. I think they got onto Douglas Louise. I think that I think they were the man that he was the guy that they just they seemed to just be on him. Like Sangare, they played two almost like big number sixes and just sat because Kamara had a lot of time, a lot like throughout the game, and Louise had nothing at all throughout the game. And I think as soon as he would, he kind of got shut down, and then that was it, kind of thing. And then I think that's where Tielemans or, as I mean, you can see from his subs, it was he was obviously trying something because it was. I mean, the subs were strange. I don't know, really know what they did in terms of having Dendonker on and Carlos on stuff like that. So it's clear that he thought there needed to be a change. But I mean, I've, I think it could move forward now with that loss. I think he's got more chance of being able to change it with. Not, I'm not have to worry so much about public opinion kind of thing. Is, is not, there a bigger is there a bigger white flag like waving the white flag in football than taking off Louise for Den Donker? Is yeah, that, I know. Like, yeah. That is just like, that is, that is, this game is done for us. Let's get you some minutes. Yeah, let's get you some minutes, son. Yeah, let's yeah, get you yeah, some yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's a weird one. I, do you know, I feel like bringing... The one thing I would say as well is I don't think Forrest offered a lot going forward. I don't think, no. I think they were good closing down. I think they were um, good putting pressure on the ball. But I think actually in terms of going forward, the only player that had a real threat was Elanga. I think he was... Um, I think he was he was good, um, but apart from that, I just I think it was just mistakes. They had look, you've got to, you've got to bear in mind they had three shots all game and they got two goals. You know, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, you know, uh, Forrest did the homework and oh, Forrest, you know, played us off the park and all this. Look, we lost today because of Villa's actions, not because Forrest was too good for us. We yeah. were sloppy up front. We were slow in midfield. And I don't even think the back four had a horrible game. I think Matty Cash struggled going forward. Maybe being yeah. back at Forest was he, he never fun. took it beyond he never took it beyond no. the, the full back. Matty Cash is so marmite. Back. He, he either looks he either has those games like he had at the start of the season where he looks brilliant. And then the rest of the games he's just does nothing, offers very little. Look how many balls Dina puts into the box. When was the last time we saw Matty Cash hit across? I just I've never seen it. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't know. I like Mike Cash, but look, well, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. There's there's room for an upgrade there for on our right back, and that that's where I'd start. But you have to be able to bring in different types of players. I would have actually loved to see Ramsey play today because I feel like maybe just driving the ball instead of like these cute. Yeah, parties. yeah, yeah. Game territory. Yeah. There's no. There's no give and go. With I, just, no... I just think how different it's going to be with, with Moreno and Ramsey back on the left-hand side. 
But yeah. this is the thing: Do you drop Dinia because he's been he, he's been I would argue he's been one of our best players this season. Yeah, yes, he, he has. But I think if Moreno is back up to speed, I think he's more effective. I think. What do you think he does differently? Uh, this is a genuine question. I'm not being argumentative. What What do you think Moreno offers at the Moreno can bomb on Moreno. Moreno can take it into the box. He can drive. He can go past the beat. He can go past someone. Carney. He's got pace. He's, I th- you I don't think, think he is effective on that overlap? I don't, I don't, I think Dinia, this is a difficult one. Mind he's got about eight assists this season already. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I think he's been one of our most effective players. I mean, if, if any, if anything, I think you could almost argue that could you play them both in the same team? Could you play Moreno a bit, a bit, a bit further forward wide, like he did still be cash at times and play Dinia? But I just think that Dinia to Moreno, I think Moreno, he's a, he's more dynamic. I think he's more offensive. I think when you've got a system and you've got a lot of the ball, I do think that he's, his delivery is good. I just think he, I think he's better. Than, than Dinia, but but this season you could probably argue that the other way. But I just know what was happening last season with him and Moreno, and it was just sorry him and Ramsey, and it, it was just great, obviously. So yeah, they are going to be big for us coming back. Absolutely. Um, uh, we'll finish up in a sec. But Ugent says uh, I'm feeling slightly worried about the AZ game, uh, AZ game potential banana skin. The good news is that we have rebounded quite well after a loss so far this season. So yeah. Kev, I'll leave the kind of last last word to you, mate just in terms of that you know we have bounced back really well after after a setback after a defeat and there's nothing better than having two home games one being in Europe a European night potentially get us to nine points and really put us in a great position in that group and then Sunday you know a game against Fulham a home game against Fulham that where that is a real opportunity again to get out to get back on track in in the league we've got the confidence at Villa Park haven't we now and um, I, I saw Conza's reaction after the game and he, just, he was quite actually reasonable and pragmatic about what he said. He said it's not going to basically like hold us back. You know, he's bad day at the office effectively, but, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're basically we're, we're, we're a good team. We're doing good stuff. And I really do believe that we'll we'll get a positive performance in, in both of those games. I think that um, AZ would have, will still be a bit shell-shocked about what, what happened at their place. Still be still be thinking that, you know. They, they great- drew as well. They drew as well, 1-1. Uh, mm. So they didn't have a great result this weekend either. To be exactly, fair. exactly, and I, I do think that, that that the home fans will get a set. And then Fulham, Fulham aren't a bad team. Obviously, they've been missing Mitchell Chavan this season, and um, you know they, they look. I don't think it's it, it, you know Man United obviously beat him right, right, right at the end of the game, but it wasn't a great game. Ball accounts. I feel like we'll get we'll get back to winning ways, and it's what we need to do. But I do think there's an opportunity now for him to give some players. Maybe a bit more game time that I haven't been playing, and maybe it's the fact that he needs to rest some of these some of these players that have been playing week in week out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think so. Sam, Max, anything for you boys to add to the to finish up? I, th- I think just going back on that, I saw that tweet where it was, you know, the the list of the, the games that Villa have, have lost, and then the, the brilliant results afterwards, and you know, uh, someone put that forward as evidence that we bounce back very well after a loss um i think i i think i I would say it is that but it's also a bit of evidence of inconsistency Mm. um this season you know we've been very consistent at home can't argue with that obviously what was it seven out of ten we'd won in the league you know there's i wouldn't say there's a consistency issue but we do we do let the level slip i think we're either very very good very brilliant or we're um we're a little bit off it a little bit below par which is going to happen sometimes, I think. But if we're going to achieve what we want to achieve this season, I think if we're going to get Champions League and we're going to win the Cup in Europe, um, I think we're going to need to just develop a bit more consistency, especially away from home. Um, and I think, like Kev says, and uh, I think that comes with 
maybe developing a different way to play in in you in uh, away from home but that being said look it's a blip it's a very very annoying blip because it's not like a city where you just kind of swallow it and be like fine um is what it is but um yeah we go again um az or az however you how you say it uh, in the week and then fulham and hopefully we just get two wins before the international break and i would say before today before before forest i was really excited about coming up against the likes of Spurs and United and City and Arsenal. I wanted to test ourselves and see see how we got on against them. Um, and I just hope that that that's the that is the villa that turns up against Spurs in a couple of weeks. Um probably because I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Gary said that was the biggest kick up the arse since Bishop Brennan and Father Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um just before we finish up, I did um have a do a little competition, a giveaway on Twitter for a uh, set of the uh, Aston Villa playing cards from I think it's Matty seven two three on uh, on Twitter. So we did we had you had to retweet the tweet and uh, put me in Rich. Sure you're following us. No, that <laughs> is not in. happening this put week. So I will pick the random name now uh, and then we'll get in touch with you on Twitter. Uh, myself and Matty will get in touch with you. So three, two, one. Here we go, and it's uh, M H Boston Michael. Uh, who has won? That's his name on Twitter. So I'll get in touch with you on Twitter. Um, well done, mate. You'll get um, a set of those uh, playing cards. But if anyone does want to order them, I'll post the link to Matty's uh, website um, on the uh, on in the chat and also uh, sorry in the description and also on Twitter. Uh, but they're really good design. So get yourself uh, looking at his site. But yeah, well done, MH MH Boston Michael. Uh, for you, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be expecting it too much, though. Um, MH Boston Michael, because I'm still waiting for my for my Villa shirt to arrive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were you were banned from the competition. You know that. <laughs> and I knew you. I knew you it would pick your name out. But yeah, um, to be fair, um, I think it's illicit AVFC. He's been in touch, um, so we're going to send out his his Villa top. Um, uh, later on this week so well done but we'll do many loads more competitions so make sure you're liking make sure you're subscribing to the channel um as i say we're on the road to 3k we'll do another giveaway hopefully when we hit 3k which will hopefully be before christmas um but yeah make sure you're liking and sub subscribing guys bit of a disappointing show tonight we've got to do them at times um but you know we'll be back I'm sure we'll be back. Um, we've got loads of shows coming up in the week. Um, talking tactics with Gareth, which I'm sure will be an interesting one. Match preview for AZ Altmar. Match preview for um, for uh, Fulham. Match reactions. Any transfer talk. Any body more bulletin shows. So make sure you are keeping in touch with the channel. Thank you all for watching. Boys, it's always been a pleasure. Thank you very much for jumping on the show. And as always, remember, we all follow the villa. Thanks, everyone. Up and running and Bill of Love is loud.